0: Sunday in July and it's a great privilege for me to be in your home this morning sharing with you we've been doing this series life lessons in lockdown I've certainly learned a number of life lessons this week in my life in building my faith and I trust you to have been challenged through this series we've been going through as we've been looking at this guy Peter who's been teaching us some valuable life lessons. Today, we're going to look at just another two life lessons from the book of Peter. You can open up your Bible with me to the book of 1 and 2 Peter we're going to share together. Peter's this guy that's goofed today. Uh, We read about him in John chapter 21. This oak, he wants to jump out the boat and go and walk across the water to Jesus instead of taking off his clothes. No, this oak puts on his clothes. We, We don't quite understand this comical oak he's messed up, he's fallen many times, just trying to find his identity in doing things for Jesus, he he falls into the water, he falls into temptation, he he falls asleep, and then he ends up picking up the sword, pulling that out, thinking, I'm going to be the greatest, Jesus, I want to sit on your left, I want to sit on your right-hand side, falls many times, but at the end of it all, this guy learns how to stand firm how come because he tapped into jesus he learned some valuable life lessons and ends up writing this book of 1 and 2 peter for us rory my mate helped us just look at some texts from 1 and 2 peter where where he talks about standing and and falling 1 peter chapter 1 verse 24 the grass withers and flowers fall but the word of the lord stands forever god's word is going to stand forever chapter 2 verse 8 a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall we've looked at that chapter 5 verse 12 i have written to you peter says i've written that you might be able to testify that this is the true grace of god stand fast stand fast In the true grace of God. 2 Peter 1 verse 10, therefore my brothers work hard, work hard to prove that you really are among those whom God has called and chosen. Do these things, Peter says, and you will never fall away. You will never fall. And then in 2 Peter 3 verse 17, therefore dear friends, since you already know this, Be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position. And so throughout 1 and 2 Peter, we see this incredible play on words between falling and standing, between falling down and standing firm. And so we're not listening to a guy, Peter, saying, hey, you must be tough now, you've got to stand. No. Peter's writing from experience because Peter's fallen many times. But now he's saying, guys, this is how you stand. This is how I've learned to stand firm. And one of the areas that, that Peter learns to stand firm in was in this area of humility. How come? There was one encounter, I think, that Peter had with Jesus where he learned what it really meant to live with Humility. This happened when Jesus rose from the dead and organized a fish bra on the beach where he had an encounter with Peter. And around this fish bra, he starts talking to Peter. He says, Peter, Peter, do you love me? And Peter replies, yes, Jesus, I love you. Jesus says, then feed my sheep. Jesus asks him again the second time, Peter, do you love me? And Peter replies, yes, Jesus, I love you. Jesus says, then feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. He asks him a third time, Peter, do you love me, buddy? Yes, Jesus, I love you. Then feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. And so we see, friends, that Peter's learned a lesson about humility. Feeding God's sheep, taking care of God's people, that's what it means To be a shepherd, humility is a massive thing that Peter has learned. And so right now, we're not looking for massive, big leaders who who are saying certain things. No, we're just looking for, for leaders who will shepherd God's people. Leaders who will lay down their lives for God's people. Leaders who will serve God's people. Leaders who will pray for God's people. Not massive leaders now who are going to build big, massive ministries where it's all about the downloads and how many people are watching. No, people are looking for leaders who will shepherd and feed God's people. Just this thing. Are you looking after my people? Are you shepherding my people? Are you caring for my people? Humility, friends, is going to win the day. Humility is going to win the day. I want to say to those watching today who are in businesses and management positions, let, let me remind you what we spoke about a couple weeks back on Wednesday life, life Groups. We challenged the business people. Shepherd people that God has entrusted to you. Shepherd those who are under you. Lead with humility don't drive them from behind, shepherd God's people, I know many of our business people have had to let staff go at this time, do it with the heart of the father, do it with love, do it with God's grace, do it with God's graciousness, his love that abounds, his compassion, I heard a story about a a CEO who had to let his internal sales staff go. And he called them all in and he said, you guys have been doing a useless job. You're wasting the company's money. The, the, The reps on the road are doing your job in any case. Your hearts haven't been in it. Cheers. And then I heard about a director at Bidvest who had to let 400 staff go. And how he called in every single one of them. Had a personal meeting with every single one of them. Thought, wow. He's doing business with the heart of our Heavenly Father. He's gracious. He's humble in how he treats his staff. And so we see this life lesson that Peter's learned about humility. Serving people. Praying for people. How to stand. And humility and then we move to the next life lesson that, that Peter learns we go to 2 Peter chapter 1 let's read together there, friends it says to those who through the righteousness of our God have received a faith as precious as ours grace and peace be to you in abundance through the knowledge of God and it says his divine power has given us everything we need for life And godliness and through these he has given us his very great and precious promises for this reason it says for this reason make every effort i want to ask you say every effort for this reason make every effort now that word effort friends the greek behind that word effort there is not works okay you got to get that it's effort under god's grace Efforts under God's promises. So Peter's saying here because of God's grace, because of God's promises for you, make every effort to add to your faith the following goodness, knowledge, self control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, love. ends with those two brotherly kindness love peter's learned this life lesson friends it's all about brotherly kindness and love how come how come he's learned this lesson if you have a look in your bible there's a little footnote there it's referring to john chapter 13 verse 34 you know why because peter remembered that decades ago he had an encounter another encounter with jesus That took place in John 13, verse 34. And he's reminding us, go and look at that. Let's see what he's reminding us about there. Because decades ago, Peter heard Jesus talking and saying to him the following at the Last Supper. This is what Jesus said to him years ago. Now I'm giving you a new commandment, guys. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples, we've sang that song in Sunday school, by this will all men know, that you are my disciples, if you have love, one to another, forgive my voice guys, it's shocking, that's what he's remembering, decades ago he would have remembered, that's what Jesus said, but in that moment at the last supper, that went right over Peter's head, Because all Peter says is, Jesus, where are you going? I'm going to go with you. And he says to Jesus, I'm ready to die. I'll die for you. And Jesus replies and says, Peter, really? Really, my bud? You think you're ready to die for me? Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, Peter? Three times, bud. You're going to deny me. You're not nearly ready to die for me. But now, decades later, Peter's writing to us. In 1 and 2 Peter, he's learned this life lesson now. He's learned now what Jesus was trying to teach him decades ago. He's saying to us, he's saying, guys, if you've decided to put your faith in Jesus Christ, the rock, and you've decided to live a life for Jesus, make these things part of your lifestyle. Goodness, knowledge, self-control, make that part of your lifestyle perseverance godliness he's saying put that part of your lifestyle and the final outcome he says the pinnacle brotherly kindness love when i think of the business people that are in our church right now i don't know what to say it feels like they've got their backs up against the wall It feels like the odds are stacked up completely against them and they're doing the best that they can. And I'm looking at them thinking, God, why, why? And the only thing that I can think of is that God is busy growing their faith. This text starts with our faith. That's where it starts and it ends with brotherly kindness and love. I want to say to you, Freedom Church, I commend you as a church for the impact and for the role that you are playing in many, many families' lives in our church. As you take your income and do EFTs into the bank account, your finances are playing a massive role in many families in our church right now. Not just in our our church, but in our city, in Benoni. And I want to commend you Because we're moving from competition, where it's all about us. We're moving into community. I commend you, Freedom Church. The more we grow, the more we show brotherly love and kindness, the more Jesus, our King, is going to be glorified. This guy, Peter, he's reached the pinnacle in his life where he speaks about brotherly kindness and love. He, he's moved from a competitive guy into a community guy. You must remember, this oak was a fisherman, eh? Now, for those of you who, who know about fishing, fishing is a very competitive sport. Because you get up early, you find your, your secret places, you find your own secret ideas about catching and netting fish at a specific time. It's a very competitive sport. You don't tell anybody where you're going to be netting and, and, and your strategy for your fishing for the day, especially at a time like this in July on the KwaZulu Natal South Coast, because it's sardine fever. And this year, this July, they've had one of the most successful runs ever with those sardines. It's been incredible. One of my brother's friends, he's a, a, a fisherman there, a commercial fisherman, so he doesn't just fish for fun. My brother's friend's name is Bobby Naidu. And just Wednesday, my brother got a WhatsApp video of, of what Bobby Naidu, his mate, had done on the South Coast. It's an incredible video. I want you to watch what my brother's friend Bobby Naidu did on Wednesday. Have a look there. Amazing, eh? My brother's friend Bobby Naidu. Hundred bucks a crate, eh? The whole day they were busy there with those fish in that net. Incredible story. But you know what? Peter, he was just like my brother's friend, Bobby Naidu. He was just like that. He was competitive in in, in the fishing environment that Peter came out of. And and Peter brings in the competitive uh, life into the church. He he does. We, We see where he's arguing with his mates. Now, Peter, James, and John arguing, Jesus, I want to sit on your left. No, I want to sit on your right. This competitive environment comes into the church. And so friends, we've got to get out of this competitive environment. We've got to stop living like that. We've got to start living in a community environment. I've got to make sure that you're doing okay. I've got to make sure that the widows and the young people are doing Okay. Where we're not competing with each other. Where I'm not keeping my fishing secrets to myself. I'm not keeping my resources to myself. No, I'm sharing them with you. Because I realize that the minute we do that, there's much more of a chance of us coming through this trial on the winning side where we're able to stand. Brotherly kindness and love. How do we do that? by praying for each other by sharing our resources with each other so that the pinnacle of our faith can rise and rise and rise we're at the end of it all it's about brotherly kindness and love and we've got to say friends that the church is way too competitive it's way too branded i've been blown out the water this past week and a bit how four or five churches in our city have just been in touch with us as a church hey how are you guys doing how's freedom church doing you guys okay what can we do for you how can we help freedom church i remember when we started three years ago how brent at connections how i went to meet him and say bud we're going to start a church in the school hall 300 meters from connections he says to me fox what can we do to help you bud he says there's so many people in Benoni who don't know Jesus. So many people who are not living life passionately for Jesus. How can we help you? What can we do? I thought, wow. And then this week, Ryan from Covenant Life saying to us, Guys, do, do you want to use our church on a Saturday night? You don't have your own place yet. Still busy with the land. Do You want to use our church? I'm thinking, wow. Incredible not their church not our church we're doing things together in a community way showing brotherly kindness and love Carlos remember him in October last year him and his wife and that other mate of mine they planted a church in that school hall in primrose remember they came to freedom just to check it out what we're doing in our school hall in faramir and they planted that church some of you went pete show those photos there for us but some of you guys went and supported and helped them plant that church and that's what they've been doing in that school check those videos it's proper hey and so carlos phones me on friday i'm in the car he says to me buddy He says we need your help eh?" he says there's the bill that we haven't been able to pay we can't settle this bill can you help us and and straight away i'm saying but we're going to help you i'm thinking i don't know where we're going to get the money to help you carlos but we're going to help you but and while i'm on the phone to him i hear this whatsapp notification in my ear i put it on the phone and it's a whatsapp from a man in our church a man in your church Saying, my wife and I feel that we want to put a deposit into Freedom Church's bank account. Can we have the bank details? My goodness, the timing of that WhatsApp. And he puts in the exact amount that we want to commit to help Carlos at that church in that school hall in Primrose. Friends, I want to be part of a church that's not in competition to other churches. I want to be part of a church that's not branded anything else except a Jesus church. A church, a church where people are humble. A church where people are growing their faith. Freedom Church, be that church with me. Let's grow our faith together so that the pinnacle of our faith can be brotherly love and kindness. Let's make sure that it's going well with our brothers and sisters. I challenge myself and I challenge you today in your home. Let's get rid of this selfish, competitive fishing mentality that this is my spot and this is my resources. No, friends. Let's live with humility as we grow our faith. Showing brotherly love and kindness. In Jesus' name. Amen.